0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio. Section 15, Chapter 175. Then happened something worthy of remembrance. Borromeo had hardly entered Philip's bedroom, carrying the sacred body of Christ in his hands. When, although Philip was unable to move at all, he began to cry out, his voice choked with tears and astonished us all. See, he cried, see my love, my love. Here he is, in whom is my delight? He alone is my darling. Bring him to me. Bring me my love. Bring him to me at once. He uttered these words with so great a strength of spirit that those who were present were moved to tears as well as wonder. When Cardinal Federico said, Lord, I am not worthy in the usual manner, Philip repeated the words very clearly, although he was still in floods of tears through his desire and longing for Christ. I have never been worthy, he said, that I should feed on thy body. Then he received Viaticum and said, I have received my physician under my roof. On the same day, in the evening, he vomited blood again, three or four times. It was very red and copious. After vomiting, he began to cough. He very nearly suffocated as a result of the flow of blood. We were all amazed how patient he was while he suffered so much. For his spirit, was not crushed by his great affliction, but seemed to be strengthened and renewed. The principal medical treatment he received was cupping. A a little burning toe was dropped into the cups, the mouths of which were then applied to his body and held on until they adhered. After a day or two had gone by, Philip said to the doctors as they arrived in the morning, Go away. I have a much more effective remedy than you can offer. First thing this morning, I sent someone to distribute donations to various religious communities, asking them to say Mass for me. And immediately, my vomit of blood stopped. The pain around my heart and lungs ceased entirely. I feel much better, and I have recovered the strength I lost. The doctors then examined him, felt his pulse, and compared the spittle he had previously produced with what he produced now. They had to admit from the difference they observed that he had been restored to his previous health. And they were astounded at such a miracle. For that day until his death, he enjoyed excellent health. For several days, he remained in good spirits, celebrated mass every day, and heard the confessions of his subjects. He seemed so strong, the fathers were given just reason to consider that he could continue to live for several years. This, however, did not happen, for God was to call him suddenly to receive his reward. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, choices of priests, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. In tonight's reading, we hear about the tremendous communion that St. Philip received less than two weeks before his death. This remarkable instance where St. Philip, with his whole community present, expressed not only his great faith, not only his great hope, but his great love for the Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Notice what he calls him, my physician under my roof. What had he received? He had received the Holy Eucharist, that is, the sacred body of Christ under the appearance of bread. And St. Philip, with every Catholic Christian from the apostles until today, Believed that what appears like bread is not bread. What tastes like bread is not bread. But The sacred body of Christ. Made present by the words of consecration. The words that Jesus himself spoke. This is my body. The power of those words. In which the power of the Holy Spirit is at work. Transforms the bread into the body of Christ. It transforms, theologians say, the substance of the bread, the whole substance of the bread, into the substance of the body of Christ, leaving only the appearances, the accidents of bread. But the reality has been radically transformed, transubstantiated. And notice St. Philip's language my love my love he alone is my darling bring me my love bring him to me at once bring him the holy eucharist is jesus christ himself the physician and not a dead physician a living physician And we have to always pray for greater faith in the Holy Eucharist. We have to pray that we will believe in Christ in the Eucharist. The way the man in the gospel believed when he said to Jesus, I'm not worthy, you should enter under my roof. But only say the word and my servant will be healed. He had prayed that our Lord would come down and heal his servant. And as Jesus said, out, he said, Lord, I am not worthy. Have you entered my physical roof, the roof of my house? And we take those words and we apply them to the moment when we're about to receive Holy Communion. I am not worthy. Philip said, I've never been worthy. But only say the word and I shall be healed. We may not be worthy but we want to be healed of our spiritual infirmities. And what kind of spiritual infirmities do we have? Well, St. Philip's patience is mentioned tonight. St. Philip's patience. They were amazed at his patience. That is, his fortitude in the face of sadness and pain. Philip faced great pains, and instead of getting angry, You remain calm. But most of us are not able to remain calm. Most of us get angry when we shouldn't get angry. Most of us take personal offense at what people do to us when we shouldn't. Most of us forget God. We forget who allows everything to happen and we focus on these secondary causes. That is, the human beings who are around us And we allow them to disturb our peace because we take it personal. Now, they may mean it in a personal way. They may be out to hurt us. But the secret of patience is to keep our eyes on God. That's why St. Philip was actually strengthened by these pains. That's why he actually was renewed by these pains, these physical pains these physical sadnesses. Why? Because he had his eyes on God. Because he had his love on God. Because he was focused on God. And so when he was focused on God, these difficulties were like resistance exercises or something. In physical terms that make us stronger, that renew us, because they enable us to cling more closely to God. So let us go to the Holy Eucharist asking for healing from the divine physician. St. Philip used to say the way to approach communion is to present yourself before God is ready to commit any and every possible evil if he does not help you. He used to say that we should go to communion begging for the particular grace we need For healing in that day. The particular grace. Of a certain virtue. A certain way of following Jesus more closely. That we especially need. We go to him for that. But what's the difference then. Between receiving communion. And what the reading tonight also mentions. Saint Philip saying mass. What's the difference between. Just being able to receive communion. At a communion service or. The communion being brought to a sick person like Philip received and going to Mass and receiving communion. Is it the same thing? Is it just as good just to receive communion, but not to actually go to the celebration of Mass? Well, if all you can do is receive communion, that's God doesn't command the impossible. But simply receiving communion in your home, in your room, in the church, apart from Mass, is a kind of imperfect situation. Why? Because the Holy Eucharist, Holy Communion, is first and foremost a sacrifice. The Holy Eucharist was given to us so that Christ might symbolize, signify, represent his passion his death, but also his resurrection and ascension. Christ wanted to symbolize his death on the cross and thus make it present. He wanted to perpetuate for all of history, the greatest moment in history, the death of the Son of God on the cross. And the Eucharist, when offered up by the double consecration of the bread into the body of Christ and the wine to his blood, makes present that sacrifice. And there's nothing better than to sit at the foot of the cross. There's nothing better than to go to Mass and to unite our sufferings, our pains, our struggles to his sacrifice on the cross. To be lifted up, to have our whole day, our whole week joined to the cross. There's nothing better than that, than doing that and then receiving communion. Why? Because the Eucharist was given to us under the form of food, bread, and wine, so we could consume it. So yes, Holy Communion is the central moment in a way in which the great graces of Christ are fully applied to us. But we first go to offer ourselves with him. We go to the Eucharist to offer Christ to the Father in the Holy Spirit. To make present his death, his resurrection, ascension. And then to receive that physician, that living physician, the glorified Christ who can take away our sins that we would have committed today without him. So the perfect participation in the Eucharist is to offer and then to receive and then to go forth and to bring him to others. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.